Have you ever wanted to raise your hand and ask a question during the Sunday morning sermon? Are you looking for a place where you can find real hope? Join us on the Real Life Living in the Here and Now podcast as we tackle life's most unwelcome questions and learn to live free and real. Each week, we will take on a subject that cuts through the hype and deals with the hurt and brokenness everyone has but doesn't know where to begin. And now let's join Joe and Jeremy as they get real with themselves, with God, and with you. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Real Life, Living in the Here and Now. Over the past couple episodes, we've been talking about identity and really an identity crisis. We've tried to explain and define what identity is and really what we've realized is there's what God says about us and there's everything else. We've talked about some false identity and where that comes from and, and really the importance of the family uh, and, 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 and allowing God to define us, the, the important uh, responsibilities we have as parents and speaking truth and, and what God says about uh, our kids over our kids. And, uh, and so we've we, we got these kind of two sides of the fence now. We've got these things that, are, that pull uh, at us, that, that lie to us, that, that essentially steal our identity and tell us uh, we're one thing, and really that leads us, to, um, it leads us to destruction. Really, those things let you down, those, those false senses of identity and, and what we're doing and, and, and things like that can let us down. And then there's the other side where we find truth and we find uh, really who we are and we can settle into that and and today we're going to focus uh, really on well how do we fix all this well identity is an issue and we yeah okay i'm sitting here i'm in a place where i realize i really don't know who i am i realize that i've got a lot of different wounds maybe from my past um well how do we how do we fix it well and that's that's really at the heart of why we do this jeremy uh because uh there's a lot of people that preach at you uh, but they don't talk to you or bring you along with them. You know, we don't want to just give you information. We want to give you, you know, a hope. Uh, just like, you know, uh, we read in Jeremiah, we'll give you hope in the future. So there is hope. Let me just say that. And I, I'm just going to share my story. And again, they, these are all from my struggles. And again, I don't have it figured out, but I'm just telling you guys, I spent years struggling and fasting and praying and seeking God and God just uh, leading me through all of this hurt and heartache and and I hope to save you a lot of trouble uh, by doing that but uh, first of all the Bible says in Romans 8:15 says for you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear but you have received the spirit of adoption whereby you cry, Abba, Father, which just means Daddy. So we have to be adopted. And so what happens when you're adopted? You take on a new identity. So let's look at what the Bible says about adoption. If you look at the history of adoption, what, what Paul was referring to here, the Romans had perhaps the most extensive set of rules and laws regarding the process of adoption on record. The Roman Emperor Justinian, if I pronounce it right, he issued a civil code called the Institutes. I want you to listen to this. This is very powerful. In Roman culture, this was primarily adult adoption. Now think about that for a minute. It is precisely into this culture that Paul wrote this scripture in Romans 8.15. 
So what happened? Uh, we would have people literally adopt their own kids. And they would adopt. This was adult adoption. So what happened when you're adopted? Number one, the adoptee loses or is cut off from all legal rights to the old family. Mm. But gains all equivalent rights in the new family. Man, that is powerful. Mm-hmm. When you receive the spirit of adoption, now listen, that's not that doesn't mean getting saved. I'm talking about receiving the spirit of adoption. You can be born again and not receive the spirit of adoption. And let me just share with you my experience. Uh, I remember I was sitting in the movie theater in Middlesbrough one night, and as plain as I ever heard God speak in my life, Jeremy, God spoke to me and said, You're cursed. And I began to weep and to cry, and I ran out of the theater, and I started driving home. I had to pull off the side of the road. God began to speak to me and tell me what he meant by that. My whole life, Jeremy, I'd been told I was no good. My mama, uh, no doubt she'd been diagnosed. She was mentally ill. Um, And so I suffered a lot of mental and verbal abuse my whole life. So God began, I began to to pray about that and seek God. And one day, uh, I remember I was praying and I said, but God, you don't know what people said about me. But God said, what did I say about you? And what are you going to believe? And I said, God, from this day forward, I choose to believe what you say about me. And that set me on a journey of breaking that off my life and becoming who God wanted me to be and who he had destined me to be. So I had to I had to lose or be cut off from all the legal rights of my old identity. And I was a Christian, Jeremy. I've been saved for years. I was a preacher. I was a minister. God was using my life, but I had no sense of who I was. I was still reverting back to the old way of thinking. I still had no self-esteem. Um I was very jealous, super jealous. And, and if you're out there today, if you're in a relationship with somebody that I can't get out of, and if you're a jealous person, you know you're miserable. And you're making everybody else miserable. People, well, why do they do that? Because you don't know who you are. You don't have any self-esteem. So I began to believe what God said about me and speak it over my life. So over the course of a year or more, I didn't say, well, daggone it, nothing ever goes right. Or I can't believe that. I, I, you know, I don't deserve that. Or that's never going to happen for me. Or I can't get that job. I began to literally say, I am blessed and not cursed. I'm above and not beneath. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm blessed in the city and I'm blessed in the field. The Bible says, "And many receive Him. He gives power to be the sons of God. Father, I'm your son because I have your power. Uh, I would lay Psalms one out and I would put my name in it. Blesses Joe that doesn't sit in the, you know, see the scornful all those things." And Joe shall be like a, a tree planted by the rivers of water of life. And I, all those things. And I did that for over over a year or more. And God, I'll never forget it. I don't want to take forever, so I'm sorry. But yeah, you're good. You're good. I was in a, uh, a minister's conference in Brownsville, uh, Florida, at the, uh, at the great revival that they'd had there. And one night I was in... Um, uh, before I went down there, I had a dream. I had a dream. I was sitting on a beach, and I was sitting on a picnic table, and I was looking out in the water, and it was really black and stormy, and the waves were really high, and I could see Jesus standing in the water about up to his thighs in water, and he had his glow around him. And a voice behind me spoke to me and said, What's the price I have to pay to be like Jesus Christ and John the Baptist? And I didn't know what that meant. And that week, in, in about 
halfway through that week in a church service that night, I remember uh, this man from Argentina prayed over me. And I fell out in the spirit when I was laying there. God reminded me. He, he told me. He said, just like Moses, when he stood on the banks of the, you know, the Red Sea, I told him, these Egyptians you see today, after today you'll see them no more. And God told me, he took me back in that dream that was actually that beach in Pensacola, Florida. He said, these problems you've been having, after today, you'll have them no more. Mm-hmm. And God really did a work in my life. So um, I don't mean to just ramble on. I have a couple more points that, that I need to make. But yeah, keep going. some yeah, comment good, on that. But, uh, so first of all, we, so how to solve that is knowing who is believing who you are in God. Okay? Not feeling it, but believing it. Okay? I still felt like a failure. I still felt like I wasn't enough. I still had no self-esteem. I was still jealous. At that point in my life, Jeremy, I never made more than $7,000 in a year. Okay? Never. So I was still had all those feelings, but feelings are the last thing to come. But unfortunately, we put a lot of emphasis on feelings. But as, as you've learned and I've learned, it's right thinking, right actions, then right feelings. The first thing you've got to do is you've got to be transformed by the renewing of your mind and receive the spirit of adoption. So you've got to renew your mind. What are you saying about yourself? How do you renew your mind? The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing what? The Word of God. So you've got to say it out loud. You've got to speak it. You've got to pray it. You've got to confess it. You've got to, you've got to pace the floor and say, Father, I thank you that I am who you say I am, that I can do what you say I can do. I thank you that I am an overcomer, that I'm more than a conqueror, that I am your anointed, that I am your child. That you've got to say it out loud, and faith comes by hearing God's word. So the second thing, the adoptee becomes the legal heir or joint heir. Now listen to this. The Bible, what's the Bible say about this? The Bible says we are heirs with God and what? Joint heirs with Christ. So when Justantina instituted these, what he called the Institutes of Adoption, the adoptee becomes the legal heir or joint heir to the wealth of the estate of the new father. Mm. You, <laughs> <laughs> you become an heir of God and a joint heir of Christ. The Bible says we have treasures there are treasures hidden in these earthen vessels. Everything that, that, that you need, everything that He is, is now yours. Yeah. And everything that Christ is, is now yours. You've got access into that. The third thing is finally the old life was completely wiped out in the sense that all debts, both financial and legal, were canceled. No legal charges were to follow Him into his new identity. Your sin does not follow you into your relationship with your heavenly father. Okay? All your old debts, all the old things you did, all the horrible things that you did in this world, when you become a child of God, they are all canceled. They do not follow you anymore. The Bible said some men's sins go before them to the father. And some men's sins follow them afterward. When you become a child of God, your sins go before you and they are taken care of. They are thrown as far as the east is to the west. Amen. So the first thing you've got to do is you've got to become convinced 
you are who God says you are, and then you've got to start acting like it. Right thinking, right actions. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, I promise you, if you were the, the, the son of the president and you got pulled over out here on the interstate going 85 and a 65, and they said that they were going to take you to jail, what would you do? Call my dad. Yeah, you'd say, uh, <laughs> do you know who my dad is? You know, right? So you would act like you're, you know, you would exercise that that right and that privilege of being the son of the president. Yeah. So right thinking, you got to start thinking right. How you got to renew your mind by the word of God. You have got to take scripture and you've got to pray it, you've got to read it, and you've got to believe it, and you've got to speak it out loud until you do believe it. Mm-hmm. Until your feelings, feelings is the last thing, right? Thinking right action, start acting right. Start doing the things based upon, don't start reverting to your old behavior, all right? Those emotions that come up, that jealousy, that I'm not good enough, I don't deserve that, I can't do that, I can't accomplish that. You don't give in to those anymore. You still feel them. But you don't give in to them. You say, you know what, I'm a child of God. I can do anything. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. So you start you start acting, thinking and acting, and then start feeling like you truly are who God says you are. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember kind of back at a time in my life in 2012, I was really, really sick. And, and you kind of gave me this advice and it reached a boiling point where I'd have a big surgery and everything else, but going through a lot of pain. And I remember uh, I took basically Psalm 30, verse 2. You know, it says, Lord, my God, I called to you for help, and you healed me. I just speak that out loud constantly, all the time. I memorized it and just and kind of repeated it. And, and even though, obviously, I didn't feel healed. I mean, I was going through surgery. I was going yeah. through terrible times. almost, you know, looked like death. You did. And, uh, scary. And uh, but but looking back on it now, that was that was a lifeline for me. And and I and so practically speaking, if you're sitting here listening to this, you know, wondering, okay, what do I do now? And whether you're um, even us who are st- we're, we're all still walking through this. But if if, if you're sitting there and, and wondering what to do, these are very practical, realistic steps. You gotta, like you said, one, we gotta change the way we think. We have to be convinced. All right, I'm gonna choose to believe God is who I he said I am who he Amen. says I am right. and then we have to act despite what we feel despite uh, what's going on we have to start reading scripture we have to start figuring out okay what do, who, who what does God say about me right. we have to memorize those things we have to speak those things until the end thing is then we start to feel it then we start to become it then it, it starts to, to really change us and so those are in terms of a progression it's a really, uh, it's really, not, it's not easy by any means. It's hard to do, but there, it's a very practical way to start today, right now, begin changing and and, and walking out your true identity. Yeah, and, and I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, it's not going to be easy. It's easier just to continue to be angry. It's easier than instead of feeling those feelings to uh, drink. Uh, use drugs or uh, work harder or, or work more or whatever however form whatever that looks like in your own personal life and let me just say too no matter what kind of home you grew up in you're not exempt from uh, 
being an identity crisis. Uh, you're not exempt from from having problems. Look at Adam and Eve. What what was it that the, the devil uh, told Eve? Now, did God really say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did did he really? No, that's not what he meant. Yeah, that's not what he meant. He just don't want you to be like him. Okay, that's the same problem that we deal with today. He'll tell you, no, no, no. You, you know, if you're a child of God, this wouldn't be happening to you. And God really loved you. You know, your dad wouldn't have left. Your mom would have stuck around. Your life wouldn't be like it is. Mm. Did God really say, you know, we have to believe that God is sovereign, man, and that what he does is right. All things work together for good to them that love the Lord. I mean, it's called according to his purpose. You know, adoption in Middle Eastern cultures, a father could literally adopt his own son. Adoption today, Jeremy's become, well, I can't have kids, so I'm going to adopt. That's not what it was. That's not what Paul was writing about in the Bible. It was a holy thing. It was an unbelievable thing that would happen, so much so that people would adopt their own kids. Right. That, that's, that's how powerful that it was. So when Paul's saying that you receive the spirit of adoption, now again, I, I believe, and, and I don't know, I could be wrong, but I, I'm just telling you my personal experience. You can be saved and not be a son. You may be a son, but not walk in knowing or be fulfilled in being a son. Okay, And that was my case. I, I wasn't a, a son of God. I wasn't walking, living as a son of God. I didn't receive the spirit of adoption uh, into my life. I was still a servant or a slave. And, and we're not servants. If you're, if you're living in legalism, or you're still counting fast days or things like that. Jeremy, I remember when I first got saved, I would fast on my birthday. I would fast on Thanksgiving. I would fast on Christmas to try to get God's attention. I thought if fasting is good, fasting on Christmas must be better. Must has to be, you know, how much more will God notice me? Right. I was trying to earn God's goodness and God's favor and God's love and I didn't realize I already had it because I was his child and and he loved me uh, but let me talk a little bit about well gosh we may have to get into this in the next episode I'm going to talk about how to receive the spirit of adoption and accepting the father's love I want to talk about that but it's, it's very powerful but I want to encourage you out there even Jesus what happened in Matthew chapter 17, verse 5? Jesus was at the, at the Jordan River and he told John, Baptize me because it fulfills you know, all righteousness in Scripture. Je- Jesus had his calling out as a son that day when he heard a voice from heaven. What did he say? God said, This is my son in who I am well pleased. Mm. Hear ye him. Everybody needs to hear. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Even God's only Son, in front of people, yeah. in front of a crowd, said, This is my Son. I am pleased with Him. Listen to Him. Mm-hmm. Listen to what He has to say. It's important. And I never had that, Jeremy. And I still don't. But I've heard it from my Father in Heaven. Right. And if you're out there today and you have a son or your daughter, tell them I love you. I'm proud of you. And I'm glad you're my son or my daughter. Tell them every day. Look them in the eyes. Say it out loud. Say it in front of people. And make sure that they know. 
Amen. Yep, so to kind of wrap up this episode, and like, like you said, Joe, we'll get into another episode of identity and how to receive that spirit of adoption. Um, but just to back up a little bit, some of the things we've been talking about today uh, to kind of wrap up and put a bow on. You know, we, we're all in an identity crisis as human beings. We even, you know, we, we've talked about, you know, broken homes. We've talked about, you know, things that we do become in our identity and, and, and the roots of those, those identity issues. But at the end of the day, whether we had a good life, bad life, broken home, non-broken home, good job, bad job, we're all, at the end of the day, human beings. And, and we, we, we must figure out our true identity and what God says about us. And as we walk in that, Step number one, we got to choose to believe God. We got to we got to choose to say, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna believe what He says about me, and then start acting on it, like you said. Uh, and that's what we've been talking about: reading scriptures and, and, and speaking that over our kids, and and uh, speaking scripture out loud about ourselves, um, and receiving that spirit of adoption into what God says about us. And we'll dive further into this on our next episode. Uh, we hope you enjoy this. Hopefully, it's a blessing to you. And uh, Joe, final remarks. Uh, just be sure to tune back in uh, next week and um, listen to the rest of this sermon. And well, I don't know sermon. It's actually a sermon I preach. There's a whole lot more to it, but uh, this is all born out of my my struggles and, and my experience. And and I just pray, I just pray it helps somebody out there that they, you know, can find hope and healing, amen. you know, in what they're going through. But uh, amen. Alright guys, well until next time We love you guys, we appreciate you And as always, keep it real Thank you for joining the Real Life Podcast You can subscribe to our program Anywhere podcasts are available Stay up to date by subscribing to our show Join us next week as we tackle Real Life together